Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 160. This is it, World Cup semi-final, England against New Zealand, and a chance to get one step closer to World Cup glory. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Guys, welcome World Cup semi-finals day. It feels like a World Cup final. It's New Zealand. Uh, it's the only team Billy is yet to beat. Um, and it's huge. And I'm here with Dan to talk about it. It's I, a big one. What What is going on, mate? Well, it's, it's, it's massive. It's absolutely huge. So before we kick off with the usual stuff, this first question, and I need you to answer this correctly. Okay. This is, for every England player, this is the biggest match of their life. No England player has ever played in a World Cup semi-final before. Some Kiwi players have won a World Cup final. Does that give them any advantage? Um, yeah, I think it, it has to, doesn't it? That's, that's an experience that is huge. However, I think you know when it comes to pressure, this this England team, they've they've been really... They've been really well prepared, or at least that's the way it seems. Um, you know, they, they've got some smart heads. No, yeah. they seem really grounded as well. Not not just their not just their sort of physical and mental preparation from a rugby point of view. They do seem quite grounded, don't they? They seem. Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem to be gained to them. No, it doesn't. And and you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure they're all nervous, um, and I'm sure it's uh, you know they 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 fully appreciate the the size of the the challenge in front of them and what it all means. But, um, but yeah, they, they just, they, they, you get the impression when you see them, whether it's, whether it's in, in interviews, whether it's, you know, from, from watching, you know, the rising suns and seeing them behind the scenes that they're just, they're, they're going through the process. They're doing the job. Um, you know, they know what's, what, what's, what's ahead and they're just concentrating. They have game plans. They, yeah, it just, I don't know it feels, it feels just really well organized um, and that's not to say that New Zealand aren't exactly the same. Um, we just don't, you know, over here in the UK, we don't get access, I guess, in the same way uh, to the New Zealand team that we do to the England team. But it's definitely, there's, I, I don't know, it's, it, I, I feel less nervous about what to expect than, than perhaps I should. <laughs> um, normally, when we, normally when we play New Zealand... You, you don't expect to win. You hope for a... a miracle. You just hope for a, a, Yeah, not even a miracle, because we've had some good teams, but you hope for a top performance, and you hope today's going to be our day. Uh, I mean, you hope that every time you play, but uh, I, it, it feels slightly different today somehow. I feel as if this team's ready to beat them. Yeah, this I agree. good enough to beat them. It doesn't feel like it would be a fluke if they won. It feels like it would be deserved if they won. Absolutely. And I that, think New Zealand are ready to lose. Yes, yeah, they are, yeah. And, and this is, and we're not taking anything away from the All Blacks because they are an awesome rugby team. Let's yeah. not mess about; they are awesome. But so are England. Yeah, I think the thing. What, what, what's interesting is that the the kind of you know, there's lots of stats that you can look at. People, we we did it a little bit in our last episode, but it's been throughout the media. It's uh, it's been all about you know how many wins have New Zealand got on the bounce, and and you know even the whole being in World Cup finals before and the advantage that gives. And, you know, all of these stats about the past, 
you've got to remember that whenever you look at a past World Cup in reference to a current World Cup, you've got a four years gap, which is huge. You know, the, what can happen for, I mean, for England in the last four years, they've been, they've been, you know, one of the best teams in the world to dropping down to fifth or sixth um, after having a, a dip in form to rising back up to the top again, or not to the very top, but you know, that, that comes, that comes. That comes soon. in a week, a week today, I believe. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, they, a lot, so, so huge amount of things can happen over the course of four years. And I just think, you know, right now, Again, not to take anything away from New Zealand because I don't think they've got worse, but I think other teams have raised their game and the gap, the gap is there isn't there in the same way anymore. I mean, you know, officially they're, I guess, the number one team in the world. I haven't looked at this, the the, the they, world. They must recently. be. They must be. Yeah. But but you know, in the past that's been by a country mile, and I don't feel like that's the case anymore. Having no. said that, I'm not sure who else can beat them right now. Uh, I Possibly think, South Africa on their yeah, day, but that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think the only two teams in the world who can beat New Zealand at the moment are England and South Africa. But South Africa have already had a go at it at this World Cup and failed. So yeah, but, so you know, it's 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 all down to England. They're, they are the guys who can go out and do the job. Um, I, I on, believe boys. that they can do it. I believe they will do it. Um, and yeah, obviously we believe that they will do it, and we're going to find out very soon. In fact, probably in the next hour for you guys listening uh, at home speaking of which obviously once again huge thanks for tuning in um, if you get the opportunity to, uh, to to rate us and review us get over to iTunes please do that uh, and let us know what, what you think um, and if you want to get in touch with us and have a chat as a few have done um, ahead of this episode uh, it's at England Rugby Pod on social media England Rugby Pod at gmail.com if you want to ping us an email so just before we get stuck into this one, um, an email from Eric Nixon. He says, hi, guys. First of all, just want to say you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Uh, found your pod just before the World Cup started. I'm so glad I did. You guys have kept me very entertained all throughout the tournament. You have definitely been a big part of my journey. I look forward to each post uh, as I put on my headphones to walk the dog. I join in the debates, get a few looks from the morning passers-by. Anyway... I would give you five stars, but I don't know how to, so I will just give you a like instead. Thank you. I hope you do exactly the same format for the Six Nations. I give us a massive chance tomorrow. Come on, England. And then he's given us his um, England-New Zealand combined 15, um, which I won't go through. It's very similar to ours. A couple of uh, uh, well, what, what changes? What, what difference does he The main have? thing actually is in the back. So he's, so having said, I won't go through this. He's, he's gone for um, Reese on the wing instead of Watson. Oh, okay. That's the main big one there. Um, and then in the forwards, he has, I think, same... Oh, no, he's not included Sauvair. Oh, okay. Right, has he, gone, has he gone kamikaze kids? Kamikaze kids. And he's given England the back row, England the front row. Yes. And then just... he's The only, the only all-black in the forwards is Retallic, which... Oh, nice, nice. Punchy, punchy. But uh, he says he 100% thinks we have the best pack in the world, but Retallic's just too good to be left out. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but, you know, backs it up by saying it's the one position that we don't have nailed on, you know, because we we tend to say a toe jay's in, but then do you go Cruz, do you go Laws, do you go Launchbury? They're, so, they're, they're all too good. We've got too much talent there. Too Not too much. much. You can't talent. have We've just got such good talent there. But, yeah, so really appreciate you getting in touch there, Eric. Uh, don't worry. We take, we'll take that as five stars. Um, 
but yeah, I'm glad you uh, glad you enjoying it and uh, keep tuning in. And you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe that will be the plan going forwards to, to sort of come out of retirement for the big the big tournaments. Um, nice. Right. What was next? So a couple of reviews on iTunes. Uh, first up, uh, this was an interesting one. I, I want to believe this. <laughs> Uh, it's from Amal Catering, Andy, in Newcastle. Uh, he's been in touch before. He says, Hi, lads. Still loving the pods and find them to be both fun and informative in your own kind of way. Uh, we'll actually miss them when the tournament is over. So please, let's have a Six Nations pod. Another one asking for it. Uh, I know firsthand that some of the players listen to your pod in Japan and are grateful for your support. So please keep up with the positivity and let's bring that Web Ellis trophy home. Andy from Newcastle. So, so this is this is a good one. Firstly, thanks very much for the review. Secondly, I hope that's true. I I don't for a second expect he'd lie. So I, I maybe there might be a misunderstanding. But not only do I hope it's true because that would be awesome. But also, you mentioned this to me yesterday, and I did pretty much spend all of last night telling my girlfriend that I'm now too big time for her. <laughs> and she might she she I was just like look. She left you. Luckily, I'm a humble guy. I'm a bit too big time. No, she said to me, I wish this conversation would be over as quick as sex is over with you. So uh, I think it's one meal to her. Yeah, it well, certainly sounds that way. Uh, well, that she's she's a lucky break. girl. Yeah, it's one meal to her until she tries to break on her car later anyway. But um, okay. I, <laughs> that's a joke in case anyone's worried. Uh, God, I hope that's true. But thanks very much. If you are listening, if there are any players listening, I won't say good luck because you wouldn't hear it till after a match. So instead, I'll just say congratulations. congratulations. You were awesome, exactly. <laughs> all of you. Exactly. Um, yeah, please name drop. I'd love to know who who he's oh. referring to. Um, get if, if you are listening out, boys, get get in touch uh, at England Rugby Pod on on Twitter. You can DM us and uh, and let us know. Um, that'd be awesome. But um, regardless. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, there's plenty of people out there who are uh, enjoying and joining us yeah. in our support of the England boys. There's not long to go now. Um, yes, yeah. So, yeah, that was another five stars there, which is awesome. And then an, a new one from uh, Roses in America. Uh, awesome. Rose Hart in the USA. Hi, guys. As an England rugby fan in the land where everyone plays football and doesn't understand rugby, uh, which is America, and, of course, she means American football, um, and my husband is an unfortunate Irish fan. Your podcast has saved me. Your, your banter is spot on, along with your prediction. Let's go, England. Can't wait to listen to your pod post-victory over the All Blacks. Keep it up, fellas. Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you very much. And, and yes, we're getting more women listeners, which is awesome. That is awesome. Um, that, I like that one. I like that one. Send my uh, commiserations to your husband, please do. Well, you're, of course, allowed to talk to women when it's over uh, a pre-recorded podcast rather than in person. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm a, I'm a big man behind closed doors. Uh, so, yeah, Katrina, appreciate that. Another five stars there. Yeah. Awesome. Loving these reviews. Keep them coming, guys. Um, anyway, Dan. Right. Where, where, where do we go from here? Um, where do we go from here? We've, right. obvi- so- we've, obviously, we've obviously kind of... We, we did a pretty good in-depth for us, uh, a pretty good... Uh, in-depth look at this game for us yeah. in, our, in our last episode um but there's a few there's a few things that i've kind of just been been seeing and and you know i talked earlier about stats from previous world cups but looking at this world cup um you know when you look at these two sides you know in new zealand you've got a team not, they're not the only team to be fair that have gone 
100%, but England haven't done it. They've, they've won 100% on their own scrum, 30 out of 30. Um, they've won their own scrum, which is which is an interesting one when we talk about England being... Well, we don't talk about England having this stronger pack, but but when we were picking a, a combined side, it was a, a very much dominant well, England pack. And that, I think, is very much about the loose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's spot on. It's about the loose. Um so, so the pack thing is interesting. And I think you were right and I was wrong the other day. Uh, very rare. But when we were saying about Scott Barrett's selection, and I said I thought a lot of that was about the loose. Realistically, it is. And you said it's about the line-out. Realistically, the line-out is a huge reason. I mean, New Zealand have four options at the line-out now, four big options at the line-out uh, in their two-second row, White Lock, Retallick. And then they've got uh, Kieran Reid and Scott Barrett now. Whereas we have got two, uh, well, possibly three if you include three. Curry. Yeah, exactly. So, so that'll be an interesting battle. But you, you know, a game's not going to be won on lineouts alone. As long as we can secure our own ball. I think. This, well, this is this is the thing for me. See, I, I, I'm less. I, I don't think that they've put Scott Barrett in to give themselves a fourth option at the lineout because they're worried that England are gonna are gonna disrupt their lineout. I think they've done it because they want to challenge England's lineout. Yeah, possibly. Um, and and that's going to be the key. The key thing. It doesn't, you know, if England have got two options, but find a way to to get, you know, choose the right one every time, and, and they win their ball every time. Then, then you know, that's that's advantage England because New Zealand have made a change to try and counter that. I think. Um, yes. And if that doesn't yeah. if that doesn't work, and if they're not able to disrupt England's line out, then um, you know that that's that's a really strong position that we're putting ourselves in because they're playing. Not not an untested guy, but they're playing someone who's never, never started. Uh, am I right? He's never started a, a test in the back row. I have no idea. I'm sure that was a stat I read. Anyway, uh, but the point is, is yeah, I don't see how. I mean, if they've given themselves four lineup options because they're worried about England, then that doesn't sound like a New Zealand team to me. <laughs> it sounds very un New Zealand, doesn't it, to react to England? But. It's also smart. I mean, if, if they're reacting, if they think that Scott Barrett... I mean, to drop Sam Kane's huge. But this is what I'm saying. If, if, if however, they've gone with Scott Barrett because they want the extra man to attack England's line-out, then that's not about reacting to England. That's about going, it's all right, one of your strengths is this. We're going we're gonna to do something and, uh, and take that strength away from you. So it's, you know, it's a massive test of whether England can deal with that. And if they can, it's also a huge one-up for England. Um, so... Yeah, it will be. I mean, obviously, look, they've obviously got the ability to change it up. So it's not like this is a decision that they've made that's now set in stone. Um, you know, it's going to start that way. If it's not having an impact, they have the ability to to switch things back around to uh, become more um, more attacking at the breakdown. Yeah, I, I find so to me, and Scott Barrett's a good player, but to me, he's sort of a he, he's a great player, but just a slightly lesser version of Wilson. So and, and we've got Wilson on the bench, which or, or as, as a finisher. So I, I look at Scott Barrett as sort of Mark Mark Wilson, but Mark, worse. Mark two, yeah, Mark two. Oh, nice, nice. Let's see what you've done there. Thank you very much. Um, all right, look. So a couple of other stats on New Zealand: average points per game, fifty-one. Average Shut tries, seven point three. What this World Cup? Yeah. Oh right, okay. So that's that's because they've had the likes of Namibia. Well, so I was going to say it's it's looking at the two groups. Is it is it you know these are the stats that get thrown out before 
before all games in rugby and yeah, World, yeah. Cups, World Cups are particularly um, guilty of this. Are these the kind of things that, that you really look at and go, so what? Because uh, of things like the pool games and who their oppositions were. I think come semi-final stages, definitely. Because obviously, you know, New Zealand, South Africa, 23-13. So it didn't come anywhere near the 51-point average yeah. or the 7.3 tries when they actually had to face strong opposition. Um, the, the the next closest thing they had to a to a strong opponent was Italy, which got cancelled. Yeah, so so they've had they've had three tier two nations in Canada, Namibia, and Ireland. Yeah, and then they've had one tier one in South Africa. Yeah, and and you know before anyone says, well, England had games cancelled, and they only played. I'm not comparing, <laughs> I'm not comparing the points differences because I don't have the numbers bringing in front of me. So, and um, Irish fans don't write into me. I know you're not a tier two nation. <laughs> Scotland, however, feel free. <laughs> yeah, 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 please, please do. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is—it's not really telling us anything we don't know about New Zealand. You know, they're an attacking team. They they like to play flowing rugby, um, but that's 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 not news. You know, that's I I I do I do think that people get a little bit blinded by seeing what you know one of the very best teams. The you know if not the best team in the world at least for a short while longer can do when playing against Namibia. Yeah, it's, but, but the, if you look at if you look at the results against the the, the bigger teams, the, the 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 South Africa, yes they won, fair play. Um, but you know England, in particular, looking at the past past results, you know it's a lot closer than people seem to remember, um, and I just think. You know, this is an England side that's that's been so dominant when it comes to controlling games. Yeah, I, and and the way that they've done it, I just don't see how they don't put that sort of a stamp on this one. And if they can do that, it's England's to to lose. Yeah, I think so. So I've heard, I've heard, and fair enough, a lot of this from, from Kiwi pundits. And I'm about to take the net. The next segment, basically, that I take, a lot of this will be ripped off from the BBC's podcast. So sorry, BBC, but, you know. Well, just, well, very quickly then, before we move on, just well, one, one other was... stat about England. Because I don't want to leave it yeah. just with stats about New Zealand. England are the only team, I believe, to have uh, no cards issued at this World Cup. Red or yellow. What was, there, was there a card after the fact for Piers Francis? Well, no, because it doesn't count. It doesn't work like that, does it? He got a ban oh. on the card. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't realise if that then counts. I don't it, think no, it no. works like that. No, they don't. They don't. It would be pointless anyway, respect. would it? Yeah, yeah. yeah these, um, and, and also, <laughs> I'd love that they hunt him down just to give him a card. <laughs> ne- neither of these sides have conceded a first half try, and they're the only teams to fall into that category. Holy so shit! That's that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, both both England and New Zealand have conceded three second half tries. Okay. Wow, I, I presu- it's that. which presumably means um, we, we didn't. Yeah, that's not conceding three tries in the second half in a single game, is it? That's as in they've conceded three tries in total each, all coming in the second half of games. Uh, yeah, it is because there's yes. no game where we've conceded three tries. No, no, no. Uh, and then, and then individuals. Marrow most turnovers at the Rugby World Cup, despite one Legend. game less. Legend seven. Compared to Surveyor with five, 
Uh, also one game less, to be fair. Uh, Billy, is the this is the only side he's not beaten in an England shirt. Obviously, out of the, the teams that he's played, he's played 11. 11 teams beaten all of them. New Zealand's the only one he's played and hasn't managed to beat yet in his career. And, and it's his 50th cap today. So there's an omen in that, I think. There is. The, the stars are aligned. Johnny May, one try away from equaling uh, Jason Robinson's record of 28 tries for England. And this is his 51st te- uh, 51st cap. Jason Robinson had 51 caps. Wow. So another omen there. Johnny May to score. Johnny May will score. So, yeah. Couple He's of li- too quick. He's too quick not to score. He's, indeed. A couple of little he fun doesn't, facts He doesn't you, understand though. not scoring. They, they were good facts. I like them. I like them. So, uh, another thing. But like, Firstly, one of the... Before I go on to the BBC bit, I've heard a few pundits, fair enough, New Zealand pundits, saying... They reckon it's 70 30, 70% chance that New Zealand to win, 30% chance England to win. That is surely wrong. I've got it, I've got it nearer the other way. Based on what? I'm like, I, I, based on being a Kiwi, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why we've got it the other way then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a touche. I, I think yeah. this, is, this is as close as you come to a 50 50 to me, for me. Yeah, I, I, it, it is. It is as close as you come to a 50 50 because both teams are great rugby teams. And. <laughs> I'd love to be that guy who's big enough to say I just hope it's a good game I couldn't give a shit if it's a good game or not I just hope we win I hope there are seven red cards all for New Zealand players <laughs> yeah 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 I, I don't I'm care if it ruins the game, the game. Yeah, exactly as long as we win I, I don't care no I don't obviously want that um, we want to win we want to win well um, yeah but it's been it's been fascinating on Twitter uh, so I've got there's a, we've got a few guys a few Kiwi fans that follow us and just the just the general vibe, you know. Since we started the podcast, since I set up the the Twitter account, the Kiwi fans have always been reasonably supportive of England because we haven't played them. Um, because you know, it's it's nice for them to have a challenge. Well, no, but I mean, I mean, prior prior to this game, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been you know when 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 the Welsh have been chipping in, when the Scots and the Irish have been chipping in. You know, the Kiwis often sort of. You know, are the voice of reason in in the they're mix. Very, they're a very humble nation, aren't they? Not that. anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, good, good. That's not, good. not not since this game came along, and and it definitely feels like this kind of this confidence that seems to seems to exist amongst Kiwi fans. Uh, you know, in general, this is the first time it's really felt like there's a bit of pressure on, and they're not they're not feeling like this is you know all but already won. And I think that's probably the way that they have felt in the past. Um, and, you know, the whole thing about the arrogant English, you know, I, I'm leaning towards the arrogant Kiwis. <laughs> um, but this is the first time I'm starting to see some cracks forming. Uh, although one Kiwi fan did post a tweet of a new tattoo that he's just got on his arm. Um, it's a picture of the Web Ellis Trophy. And it has all the years that they've won the World Cup. And it has 2019 oh, permanently the... inked on his skin. Oh, so if, if for no other reason, if for no other reason than just to make that guy feel like the biggest knob in the world, <laughs> England need to win. Because I, 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 I want to see the tweet that comes back when he comes up with some sort of response to uh, having just permanently inked something on his arm that's just not right. And I wish I was funny enough to have a response to that now. Unfortunately, I'm not. Well, well, I mean, we've got big studs with our claim like two and a half years out from a World Yeah, Cup, I thought but, we were being arrogant. But, yeah, a, a but, tattoo. I mean, tattoo. Mate, you're, you're the tattoo, man. Maybe you should go and get one done quickly this morning. 
<laughs> I don't think I have time. I'll, no. I'll tell you what. Do one of those prison tacks. Do one of those prison tacks. I'll, I'll, I'll just draw it on with uh, some crayons. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, you got crayons yeah. Um But yeah, it's it has been a, a sort of a, a fairly a fascinating journey. Just seeing seeing the cracks forming, and um, you know, I think that's a good sign. It just it just shows. I mean, you know, we, you want the games to be close. Um, particularly as you get to this stage of a World Cup. You know, this is all about finding the best of the best. Um, and, you know, we, we said before, this this feels like a like a Rugby World Cup final. Um, in theory, it probably should be. It's the top two teams. It's not. It's a semi-final, but it's just as big, if not bigger. So um, it's all about this one. I think whoever wins this game goes on to, to win the World Cup. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, the, the other game, I think... I think uh, South Africa comfortably win it. Yes, yeah. I think you I know think people so. are talking about Wales and their chances. Just a quick, quick segue. But I think Wales are Japan in this scenario. You know, pre-game. Oh no, they've got a they've got a chance. They could really do this. They could go all the way, and then the game's going to happen. And then, yeah, and I, then the yeah, full-time whistle's going to go, and it's going to be like, oh. I think losing Liam Williams is is probably. Too too much to for them to swallow. It's yeah. I, I well just regardless. I mean, Liam Williams obviously is a great player. Um, you know, he's world class. But you know, even he isn't enough to do anything. I just there's there's so much chat that comes out of the, the sort of the from the Welsh side of rugby that all about how you know they can do this and they've got what it takes and um, you know, just sort of say, but it, it's always caveated with, but we'll need to play better than we did against their last game. And it's like, you know, how how long can you keep saying, but we need to play? But I mean, that that's called not being good enough. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but you know, any anyone who doesn't win, you could say we just needed to play better. But yeah. the, the point is, is that I, I genuinely think that that Wales's best isn't good enough. I I am inclined to agree with that. I don't think that I don't think Wales will beat South Africa. I I think it'll be England. No, well, I, do you know what? In the week I said I think Wales might sneak it. I had a suspicion. Now I don't. I, I think it's England South Africa final. Come on, boys. Speaking of finals, okay, just a quick one, and this is a complete rip off. So that's don't fine. To... Don't tell people that, Dan. We made it up. <laughs> they may not have okay. read the BBC. We made it up, but one of their viewers wrote in and said. This the starting fifteen today, and the starting fifteen from the two thousand and three World Cup final. England starting fifteen, obviously. Yeah. Um, who would you have? Like which players? So if we had the starting team today, or, or which from the two thousand and three team, which ones would you bring in? Hmm. Okay. I thought it was really interesting, so I thought we'd just do our own version of it just quickly. Okay, for, well, so for me, the first the first guy I'm bringing in is Jason Robinson at fullback. Yeah, uh, I think you know Elliot Daly. We, we've we've talked about it a lot. Um, one one of England's weaker links. Um, it does lose us uh, the, the long. It does lose us the long boot, but that's okay because we've got. To, I, I wouldn't say Elliot Daly. I wouldn't put the word weak link with Elliot Daly. I just weaker, think I think Elliot weaker. Daly's. Oh, fair enough. I think Elliot Daly's awesome. I just think Jason Robinson. It's even more awesome. Um, Johnny Wilkinson would come in for George Ford. George Ford's been brilliant in this World Cup. I believe he's going to be brilliant uh-huh. again today. But Johnny Wilkinson is Johnny Wilkinson. So John, Johnny would still be playing. If Johnny just 
turned up with boots today, it'd be like, oh, all right, Johnny. Sorry, yeah, sorry, George. <laughs> yeah, sorry, George. As great as you are, Johnny's here. Well, you know, what can you do? I think even George Ford would be like, yeah, fair enough. Um, and Dorse, scrum half. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because, again, I think I think scrum half for us is, is one area where we just... Uh, you know, when you look at you look at the big teams, Aaron Smith, Faf de Klerk for, for New Zealand and South Africa, you know, world-class guys at, at the back of the scrum. We don't have that at the moment. Uh, um, I think Ben Ben Youngs is underrated, but maybe, I, I do but, agree. I, I think, but I don't think he's world-class. Well, I don't think he walks into any other. No, he doesn't walk into. It. He, nation, doesn't, he, so. he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be in the Kiwi or Safa team, but because they're blessed with. Yeah. And that's and that's something that we're that we're we're lacking. And while I don't necessarily yeah, yeah. say Dawson is that, I think you know his his experience of of you know what he did in his career would add something. So I yeah I'd I'd have Dawson, and then in the forwards, I thought I would only have Jono. No, I would I would have Jono for sure. I know you I know you'd have most of the two thousand back row, but I would have Steve Thompson at hooker. Really for Jamie yeah, George? Steve, uh, Jamie George is brilliant. Uh, but Steve Thompson was a wrecking ball. Yeah, but it's a different thought, game now. So you're talking yeah, about I, playing, I, unless you're talking about we're going to play the 2003 World Cup again. In well, which case, we're talking about within their time, their, their, how good they were for, you know, I know what you mean. But Yeah, I think it's the it, game's changed so much in terms of what the forwards and particularly the front row are all about. And when you look at England, the thing that stands them out from, from other teams in the world is their, kind of their, the way that they play in the open and... Um, I, I just think, don't think yeah. anyone from the 2003 offered that type. You know, they they were much more traditional wrecking balls for sure, but but not in the same in the same way. So but, I think I go back. Yeah, I, I see. What you mean. Anyway, back that's fine. Row, back row for me. Um, God, I hate saying this because I love our back row at the moment. But I think I go Hill back Billy. Interesting. I, I yeah. suspected you would, but um, again, I just I, I just think. The Kamikaze twins have been phenomenal. Been a, oh my god, they are just—they are ridiculous. I love the fact um, how hard they are. And again, different breeds. So I guess it depends how you're looking at that, this scenario, yeah. doesn't it? If you're looking at it as you're playing today's game, but you're taking those guys in their peak and slotting them in, and you're not accounting for uh, you know them changing the way that they play, then it's harder to justify moving people. But I think I think the fact that we're having this discussion with these positions and and it's not one position where I'm like, oh, damn, we've got that player there. I think the fact that we're comparing these guys on par with the 2003 team shows how good our team is. I'm surprised you didn't go for Greenwood. I do love Greenwood. So <laughs> I mean, someone I might, has to. I might have gone. Oh, God, that's a tough one. Could you leave out? I can't I can't leave out Faz. No. I can't leave out Faz, so I, I'd go Johnny Faz Manu. I mean, I guess in theory, you could. Oh, Greenwood was 12. You wouldn't play with. Oh, yeah, he was 12, yeah. Cause you, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would be. So, so for me, yeah, it's only four. Only four changes, and the only. And the only yeah, that's it. That, that's it. Would, would you guys do anything different? You're listening, you're tuning in. What are your thoughts? Would you. Bring anyone else from the 2003 squad, or or from any other um, squad, you know, England squads throughout the kind of recent history um, that you think? Yeah, maybe, maybe would, let would, us know. Would strengthen this England side, 
And maybe let us know who... next Thursday when we name our team for the final. Yes, exactly. Maybe let us know then. That would be a good one. <laughs> that would but, be good. Right. Anyway, we're starting to ramble. The programme has started. Um, and I it's... need to get my bowl of crunch nut cornflakes and sit down and listen a, to... A champion's people. breakfast. I, I, I'm, I'm sending the missus to, uh, to cook up a storm. Oh, nice. Proper, nice. proper champions breakfast. But um, yeah, guys, we will be back at half time, having not conceded any tries, hopefully. Um, but scoring many. Scoring many. So many tries. Uh, I can't wait. This is going to be huge. I'm super nervous, but also super excited. Uh, I'm sure you guys are too. So we're going to leave you with the anthem. We're going to catch you after this. Holy shit balls, Dan. Uh, that is a half of rugby. I, I, I need to breathe. That has been one of the t- most tiring things I've ever had to do. Just watch that half of rugby. Come on, boys. Come on. Right. This is it, mate. This is it. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I need you to mute uh, the TV. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, the excitement's getting to you. And understandably it, so. Uh, c- can we just, f- first of all, 98 seconds. Oh my god, that was that was awesome, wasn't it? What a start. What a start. I mean, the perfect start. Uh I think England as well from from 1 to 15, they're all playing pretty pretty awesome rugby. Uh, Elliot Daly is looking better, certainly better than he did against Australia, which is Mate, what, also all great it, to see. It was his break Oh no, I, no, no I, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that, but I just, but but you know, outside of that, in, in fact, you know, there were there've been concerns but he's he's playing very well. It's clearly a very physical game. There's been a few uh, a few knocks. I keep thinking that Anthony Watson's gonna gonna be taken off. He looks like he's in all sorts of pain, and then all of a sudden he's back up and and going again. Um, he he looks like the best player out there to me. He's I know, looking I, dangerous. I'm not saying, he, he's looking dangerous. His defence looks great. Yeah, every time Marrow's he goes looking down. awesome. Ma- Curry's Marrow looking awesome. Is... Underhill's looking awesome. Oh, Bill, oh, Billy's looking God. awesome again. Manu's looking. I mean, just it's. It's a pleasure to watch the guys that they, they've stepped it up again. On the flip side, yeah, uh, obviously the three points at the end really useful to just push that lead up a little bit. But given the amount of possession that England have had, should we be concerned about only having ten points for it? Have, have we left some out there? You would have backed probably any winger in the world in the position Johnny May was in. So are we are we worried that Johnny May's hamstrings maybe not as good as it is, or is Scott Barrett just that quick? I think the afterburners didn't turn on. They didn't turn on, but what I would say is he didn't didn't think he he could make it. When I watched it again, yeah, I don't think he thought. When I watch it again, Scott Barrett was already at full pace, uh, running across, and Johnny May took it not quite at full pace, so he had to start, and he just he needed that yard more. I 
yeah, I, I know what you mean. It just seemed at the time when he got it, I thought try. Yeah, well, you, you, thought, you just no thought he, he's gonna he's gonna run at what they think is a sprint, and then as the as the <laughs> defender comes in, he's gonna turn on the afterburners and away he's gonna go, and then the afterburners never came. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's a slight concern. Um, but like you say, maybe he just didn't. He, he saw the space and he thought, Do you know what, I haven't got this. There's no point in using up some of the uh, the nitrous. Um, yeah. On on this particular run, I'll I'll, I'll save that for for later. Uh, that would be the ideal scenario, I think. Um, obviously, yeah. Uh, Watson having a great game does keep seeming to get, take knocks, but jumps jumps back up again. So so I guess you know, fair play. It's a, it's a physical game; these things happen. But he's 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 manning up, which is what we like to see. Should we be worried about Faz? Yeah, I I, I am a bit worried. So George Ford took that kick, which he wouldn't have if Faz is. This sounds, and I don't mean it. I think these, like Fatih's leadership, I think is huge. I think he's a great player. But if he's not quite right, I think we can afford to lose him more than we can Watson because of our bench. Yes. Not, well, not, but, well, this was going to be because... one of my questions to you. So we'll, we're jumping around a bit, but we'll jump back to, yeah, the, yeah. to the Watson thing quickly. What would you do if Watson had to come off? What's the lineup? Uh, I think you put JJ on the wing. Yeah. Just because J- yeah. you got the gas. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think you, I think you probably put the JJ on the wing. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm jumping about. My, I'm still buzzing. My adrenaline's still pumping. It's through. good, mate. It's good. Well, let's jump back again. Let's jump back to Faz. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think. I think. I guess the question, the, the the concern for me is that he is so passionate about being involved um, that, given the opportunity, he's going to say he's okay. And whilst that's uh, you know heroic and honourable and all the rest of it. If there's even a slight inkling that he's taken a knock that could that could impact his performance, then you know the the England backroom staff have got a big call to make if they do decide, um, you know that they're going to take him off. Obviously, it's good timing. It's half time. They get to go in. Yeah. Fifteen oh. minutes or so, they can properly have a look at him and see what's what. Um, and maybe maybe he just took, got a bit of a dead leg, and so it's it just takes 10, 15 minutes sometimes to. To sort of to uh, reset that, yeah, yeah, and, and in which case he might be coming out in the second half absolutely fine, and he's he's shaking it off, and it's all good, and he'll have a nice bruise tomorrow. Um, I'm sure he will take that. Um, but it's, it's like you say, it's like you say, Faz is too passionate and quite frankly too hard to understand when he's injured. So that's when it does come down to Eddie needs to keep an eye on him, and Eddie does need to make that call because it must be so hard in the adrenaline and passion going through in a World Cup semi-final against the All Blacks is huge. But sometimes, yeah, like you say, the backrooms, I basically say what you just said, but the backroom staff need to keep an eye on him, mm. need to look from that point of view. Our scrum, I think, have been absolutely amazing. If we dominate like we do with line-outs at scrums, with turnovers, second half, it's eight then, turnovers in that first half for England that was, versus that was three for New Zealand. Yeah, that that was absolutely unbelievable. But there were glimpses of watching New Zealand play is like playing uh, Lomu rugby back in the day on the thing. <laughs> it is. Just where you hold off and you offload out the pass. They they do offload so well. Our defence has been immense, but we see how dangerous they can be and how quickly yeah. they can be back in the game. The, the key, the key, yeah, absolutely. Look, we, we, the thing is, we know New Zealand can do it. Uh, the yes. key to it, the key for England is make your tackles, yeah. just stay aggressive in defence and back yourselves and back your, and more importantly, back one another. Because I think as soon as England start to go, oh, I'm not sure he's going to make his tackle, I'm going to go and help. 
that's when you create the gaps. As long as England back themselves yeah. and make their tackles, they you know New Zealand can can run these lines. They can throw these offloads all day long. England just need to stay composed and keep doing what they're doing. Um, if England can come out as if I, I, it's such a cliche, but come out saying it's nil nil, or even we're five nil down, or three nil down, or whatever, and take the game to New Zealand, like even from the hucker, you saw England were up for this. Yeah. I I always think, oh, don't don't do that don't to do the hucker, no. don't piss off the All Blacks. Um, but actually, I think that was the right call. It was. I it, think it, was, it wasn't like they were up in their faces. It was just a little bit of, some, of something different. It was a little bit of a. We're not just going to stand in a line and do the usual. We're just showing you that you know we're up for this. Joe Marler, obviously, yeah. <laughs> trying to steal an extra yard or two. Like what? What, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, so so there's on? no there's no disrespect meant at all to the hucker. No. But but the point of a hucker is we challenge you, and England are accepting that challenge. I, the hucker were in a little diamond, and England felt the little arrowhead would slot yeah. nicely over the top of that diamond. So Exactly. We'll, we'll encase that diamond and wrap it up. Exactly. Um, well, hell of a start. Um, obviously, yeah, more of the same in the second half would be great. Uh, cool heads, I think. Cool heads, stay smart, play sensible. The, the kicking game, we talked actually, Dan, we talked about probably beforehand, I can't remember in all the excitement, but certainly in the last episode about England starving New Zealand of territory being one of the keys to to winning this game. And they've been doing that brilliantly. They've been pushing them back. Obviously, they haven't just been doing it with the boot, but that has played a part at times. Um, but they forced New Zealand to kick away territory, to kick away possession. Um, you know, and all the talk about New Zealand are really dangerous with possession, really dangerous on the counter-attack. On the occasions they've tried it from from deep in their own half, They've been forced to kick away because it hasn't worked. Um, they've kicked a lot more than people typically expect from New Zealand, which is a testament, I think, to, to the pressure that England are putting them under. Um, and and England are just they're just they're, they're they're taking away territory from the Kiwis, which in turn takes away opportunities, takes away possession, and and keeps England in charge. But it's only ten nil. Um, this is a really wait, close wait, wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. If we yeah, can have a second half, <laughs> 20 nil, that would be pretty nice. Oh, that, 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 10 nil, fine. I don't care. 10 nine, but no, not 10 nine. That's too close. I, I, if it's 10 nine, there's a good chance I'm having a heart attack and it will be Andy by himself at the end of the game. Don't um, therefore wish it, people. <laughs> dicks. All of you like dicks wishing my death. That's out of order. Um, but. What I can't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, this is what, whilst we're jumping around, I, I just saw it on the thing. The Underhill try. Yes. Yes or no? It's a difficult one because obviously my heart wants to say, yes, it's a try and and argue that uh, Whitelock was committed to the tackle on Curry and therefore he should be pinged for tackling the man without the ball before you even look at whether there was an interception involved, which would be one argument. On the other hand, if it, if the roles were reversed, we'd be absolutely screaming that it was a block because that run meant that Whitelock had no chance of tackling the the ball carrier. But uh, I don't know. I, I, it's a difficult one. It's it's frustrating if it comes down to the you know to to the game being lost and that decision being vital. Maybe we'll all be moaning about it more. But well, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it should have been a try for England if it was New Zealand. There's no way it should have been a try. <laughs> Similar to you. Nice. Um, so at the time, I, at the time, I thought no try. When I've just seen, in, in fairness, in super slow mo that never tells a real story, Whitelock had committed to Curry, but maybe he'd committed because Curry had blocked the eyesight of things. So I, but, I actually think overall probably no try. 
But but to, to go back to my point, like Whitelock tackled Curry. He put in his he put the shoulder down. He wrapped his arms and he hit him. And at no point yeah. did Curry have the ball. So at what point do you say, well, hold on a second, before we talk about whether or not someone was blocking, why did you make the tackle? If he didn't have the ball, you, he should have. He if he'd run into you, you know, and therefore stopped you going for the ball, that's fair enough. But actually, you tackled him and he didn't have the ball in the first place. So you tackled the man off the ball. Penalty England, penalty try because it stopped the try being scored in theory. <laughs> so and red card white lot and red card white lot exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so there you have it. That, that's how it should have fallen. Cards. Yeah. God, poor Underhill, man. But, oh, but, I know. But that's Second fine. Round. Sam, Sam, we don't need you to score tries, mate. If you keep tackling like that, I don't care if you never score a try in your life, even on a rugby computer game, if you keep tackling like that. Indeed. Right, guys, huge second half coming up. God, oh, I hope, oh, boys. God, oh, I hope we're, we're celebrating like this at the end of that half as well. Yes, yes. Um, this is monumental. Um, so we will be, right, we've got to get back to the game, haven't we? So uh, yeah, yeah. we're going to leave you there, guys. Uh, but we will be back momentarily to discuss how the game panned out. Oh my God, Dan, England in the World Cup final. I don't know why I'm sounding surprised. We we knew it. We called it. We backed them and they did it. In the words of Brian Adams, I'm in heaven. Please, <laughs> he probably please, does it a bit please, better version please, than I do. Please don't, don't ever, ever, ever sing again. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. My God, that's, that's, I, we needed, we took a couple of minutes for, for our listeners, we took a couple of minutes after the game before we recorded and we needed that because I would have just been shouting just out of absolute adrenaline rush joy. That was awesome. I, I just, what a performance. What a great performance by a great team. 19-7. Uh, yeah, twenty-three guys played their hearts out. Uh, they were they were awesome. Um, Dan, if you were to pick uh, an England slash All Blacks fifteen, what would it look like? It would look like the England starting fifteen. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, I mean, joking aside, the go- pretty much all the guys that we picked from the key, you know, the, all the All Blacks that we picked for that for that combined fifteen outplayed their, you know, the the England alternatives outplayed their counterparts. Billy was immense. Um, yeah. After I, after I, I, I told you. Yeah, dropped him. Elliot Daly played, had a had a cracking game. Um, you know, needed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so even I Ben thought, Youngs, I thought Ben Youngs played brilliantly I, well. I, I thought Ben Youngs was excellent. I thought Ben Youngs was excellent. Um, I thought Ardi Surveyor for New Zealand was brilliant, but Sam Underhill was monumental. Yeah. He was absolutely. I mean, it is. Disgusting how good the, he is. The Kamikaze Disgusting twins, mate. They they are like you wanted to you wanted to replace them. Well, I, I know I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I am so sorry. Those two, those two are the key to us winning this. Back and Delalio would make a hell of a bench. Uh but yeah. No, back sorry, back and hill. Back and hill would make a hell of a bench. Um but those those two are just incredible. England did I mean, it, it was it, it was a repeat of the first half. Um, they kept their discipline. Um, 
and they just starved New Zealand of New Zealand of territory. And yeah, you know, possession. They starved them of possession whenever you know whenever New Zealand looked like they might be a threat in a threatening position. Whenever basically whenever New Zealand had territory, England starved them of possession. And whenever they didn't have territory, so whenever they had possession, England starved them of territory. It was kind of the perfect performance. And it just made it impossible. People will say that New Zealand didn't show up or they didn't play very well. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, they, 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 they didn't play brilliantly, but that wasn't because they had a bad day. It's because England simply didn't let them play well. England didn't let them play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't let them play well, didn't let them play badly. They just didn't let them play. England were an absolute... Just a, not a revelation because we knew they could perform like that. If they defend like that, no team can beat them. And I think the other thing as well, people will say, well, 19-7, you know, it's a good win for sure. Um, but it's, you know, given that England supposedly played the, the most amazing game of rugby ever, and this is, this is what we'll hear from the Welsh fans, no doubt, um, you know, it, they, they still only managed to win by 12. Let's not forget, two tries left out there, both of which could, on a different day, have been allowed. Um, we justified the first one in the in the in the halftime chat, um, and that one. Well, I'll ask you, what did you think of the supposed knock-on, resulting in in England not getting their second try? Well, I, I think he gave it a support pass. To, to me, that that's a try. Um, right. I, and and I, the, the, I, those are both getting kicked because they've both been under the post. So that's fourteen points right there. Then there were the three kicks. You leave, that's twenty-three points. Then then you look at the seven points that we that we conceded, and you know it was a freak mistake. In an England line-out, gifting New Zealand a try that that required literally one player on the entire New Zealand team to just fall over the line. There was there was nothing really from New Zealand in that try. That's not to say they don't deserve the points, but you know it, that England's mistake earned that try, not not anything great by New Zealand. So you take that one away, and I know that there's lots of ifs and buts. You could be looking at forty-two nil. <laughs> just just to, just to throw it out there. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm not sure we would have beaten them 42, but we, there was a lot of points left out there. But every time, normally against the All Blacks, if you leave a point out there, you're like, oh, we're going to pay for that later. We're going to pay for that. We did not ease up. And the All Blacks were lucky. Sam Whitelock, why is he allowed to tackle around the neck? Or, or, uh, there or, were a few or, times. Or, or hit people in the face. or Yeah, I mean, that was right. They called for the penalty, but there were a couple of times at... Um, Some of the blocking. Was outrageous. Uh, I mean, one got called, but yeah, it was. Yeah, but a couple times where he was like grabbing England players by the neck, and it was. But fine, I, I don't mind. I, I actually think the game was ref well, um, and, and the problem, the thing with the calls, such as uh, both England disallowed tries, so they were close. They could have gone either way both times. Uh, they didn't. More importantly, Dan, they didn't so, matter. It, exactly, it didn't matter. England because didn't need them. They didn't let it phase them. And to me, that's the team that wins the World Cup final. Yeah. Right. This is going against us. Then my boys carry on to it. Owen Farrell, I mean, we've both, we've both said it, and I think it's probably true, probably hasn't been playing his best rugby this World Cup. But it's key. It, it shows how important he is to that team, how much he adds on the pitch, just as well as outside of his plane. It, that, that guy... I love that guy. <laughs> he's just he's a he's a key part of the team. I think that I think what this showed today was that you know this is a it, it's cliched. This is a twenty three man game, but you know these guys 
perform for one another. You know, it, it works because they all do their job and they all do their job incredibly well. And when that happens, you get performances like this and you make World Cup finals. Yeah, yeah, right, mate. That, we are in the World Cup final next week. How good is that? How just we are playing in the World Cup final. I don't care who we play against. It well, will so, be a hell of a game. I mean, let's turn to that for a minute. Um, I've put a poll on Twitter. It's only just started, so we won't have too many results yet. But um, you know, who 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 do you want to win? Like, who do you want us to play next weekend? Because on the one hand, you would argue that on paper Wales are the lesser threat to England, to winning a World Cup. And on the other hand, there's something quite nice about being able to say, if we were to go all the way, that we did Australia in the quarters, New Zealand in the semis, South Africa in the final. I think I want to beat South Africa. As much as anything, I can't be bothered with Welsh chat all week. But <laughs> I mean, that, that we're gonna, we, that, that they'll find a way to give us that regardless. Yeah, oh, oh of course. But uh, no, like you say, I, I, I quite like the thought of playing uh, South Africa because then we can say we've beaten we've beaten all four championship teams: Argentina, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, and then South Africa. Well, um, I, yeah, I think there's something. I mean, interesting. So I've just had a look at the poll now, and already 34 votes, so it's not huge yet. But um, and 56% are going South Africa. And I did make it very clear, um, you know, who are you back? Who do you want to win tomorrow? And FYI, by voting in this poll, you are admitting to being an England fan. Um, just, <laughs> just just to ensure we didn't have lots of Welsh fans voting for Wales because it kind of defeats the point of the question. Um, so either they are Welsh, but they are now officially England fans um, and shame on them. Um, or in fact, this is genuine. And yeah, more, more people. And, and it's interesting. Do you think that's do you think that's because, you know, England? I think it's not that England hate the Welsh. It's that England hate the fact that the Welsh hate England so much and therefore they hate the Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you summed that up fairly well. I mean, it, it, it's one of your local rivals. South Africa is always a tough game, but it's not. It doesn't have that sort of historical rivalry that the Welsh do. Um, it would be good to pay back for the Six Nations, um, but it, it just—I honestly, genuinely, I don't actually care. I don't mind. I want—I want our England boys now to go back to the hotel. I want them to have two, three days where all they do is sit in ice baths, go in ice chambers, whatever have massages, relax, and just get themselves completely ready. Well, Dan, um, look, on the 3rd of October 2015, I changed my Facebook group from I Believe England Will Win the World Cup in 2015 to I Believe England Will Win the World Cup in 2019. Uh, about a year and a half later, um, and you and I obviously were chatting weekly <laughs> about rugby, <laughs> uh, about, two, about a year and a half later, we started this podcast and not only did we say that we believed England would win the World Cup in 2019, but it's in our strap line at the beginning of every single episode. We've just, or in the process of recording, our 160th episode. So we've not been shy in, in, in sharing the message that we believe in this team. I think most people prob who weren't England fans like us probably thought that this is where our plan was going to fall apart. It didn't. England delivered. They've got a final next weekend, which they are going to be favourites for, and I have every faith in their ability to to deliver. Yes, we've we've made a we've made a hell of a call. It's bit it's pretty big spuds, but uh, it, it seems to be paying off. It, it does seem to be paying off, and there's still a big game ahead. We've still got one huge game, a World Cup final is a World Cup final. Um, even a team who you would normally dominate can will have everything on the line. Um, 
we're close. We are so close. And it is this week is actually going to be painful. I, I remember yeah. this week in 2003. The next 24 hours are going to be blissful. Because, yes, because yeah, we yeah. now get to sit back, relax, enjoy watching the other semi-final, knowing that we're in the final, whatever happens in that one. Kind of almost almost relishing the stress that the Welsh and the South Africans are going to be dealing with, waiting to find out what's going to happen for them. Um, yeah. That's always quite nice. It was quite nice last weekend as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. Next week, Monday, it all begins, doesn't it? And, and yeah. you start, start to kind of just have concerns obviously it's too soon to call you know what sort of game plan England are going to want to employ for the final although I think what what today showed quite clearly is that England are the team to dictate the game plan and it's the other teams that are going to need to be thinking about how do we deal with that because if England can perform like that against any team in the world I mean they've just done it against the best team in the world so obviously if they perform like that in the final I don't see how either Wales or South Africa have got the fuel to deal with it. If England bring that to the final, no one can deal with it. I mean, we played against, well, up until about half hour ago, we played, we were playing the best team in the world. Um, and, and look, if it needs to be believed, which, which he really probably should be given what he's done. And despite all of the, the abuse he's got, um, not least of which came from a certain, uh, a certain listener of ours. Um, <laughs> Then, then England are only going to get better because they're getting better with every game. And I, for one, am extremely interested to see what England stepping up another level looks like. God, that, 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 it will be super huge. So, uh, who, was your, who was your player of the match? Oh, it's, do you know what? It's a really tough... I don't actually even know who got officially who, who was player of the match. Oh, I, I had no idea. I didn't see it. I no, I didn't. Um, I thought I thought Underhill was awesome. I thought Curry was awesome. Maro Toje must be up there because I think he went into yeah. Ma- Maro went into this game with seven turnovers and holding the the kind of um, the 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 record for this World Cup. You know, he had more turnovers than any other individual player coming into this game. And at half time, he done he delivered another three. Did did you see the turnover total? I thought I had Maggie Alfonso say we did nineteen turnovers. Uh, that's well, surely we, not correct. I, I believe it. Not. We we were on we were on uh, ten or eleven at half time. Oh my! God. And that second that... half, every time England, uh, every time New Zealand looked at remotely threatening, we somehow we found a way to turn the ball over. So yeah, I could I could imagine that it was it was a phenomenal uh, defensive kind of attacking defensive effort. Um, so yeah, Maro, I think I'd, I'd be interested to check actually how how, how many he he did get. Um, if you can think of some things to say for a few minutes, I can uh, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think this is what we want to know. So, so the thing I found interesting about today, I actually thought attacking-wise, which is a bit of a credit to New Zealand, I don't think we had our our best game. I think the, like, I thought Anthony Watson was immense, and I thought everyone played well. But I actually think we can be more dangerous in attack than that. So I do think there is more to give, despite that performance. If we can marry up that defensive performance today with, I, I don't know, perhaps an attacking performance against the Aussies or whoever, we will, we will be absolutely awesome because we didn't. Um, I mean, we attacked well, and we attacked, but we attacked via phases. We we weren't 
that we didn't have those moments of brilliance that this England team is so capable of. So yeah. I, I just feel that I feel there is more to give. And I feel we've got the team to do it. I feel we've got the players to do it, both from a skill level and from a mental level. Mentally, I don't think there's any team better than us. I don't think, I don't think skill-wise there's anything better than us. <laughs> England are the full package at the moment. Um, you know, they, they, people talked about how New Zealand were, were, were a threat in terms of what they could do in open play and the way that they run the ball and, and they're just too quick. And all. You know, England matched all of that and more, but they also were defensive. So, pe- you know, people talk about two, two types of rugby. You've got, you know, the likes of Wales and to a degree, South Africa, who are, who are big and strong and defensive. And it didn't work against New Zealand for South Africa. And then you've got teams like New Zealand who, are, who, you know, who play this kind of expansive, fast-paced rugby. Um, and in fact, Japan were like that too. Um, you know, that, that, that was too much for South Africa in that opening game um, in the pool stages. England have, have the whole spectrum. And that's what, you, you know, that's, that's what you need. Because whether you choose to kind of implement you know, a, a certain type of game plan that focuses on one of those qualities, or whether you implement a game plan that uses all of it you're going to you're going to cause problems for opposition so you can deal with the defensive pressures uh, and, the, and the physicality of a team like a South Africa um, but you can also deal with the kind of expansive threats that come from a team like New Zealand and 19-7 could have been 42-0 um, you know, <laughs> speaks speaks volumes um, we've tried to waste a little bit of time while I dig out these stats I think it might just be too early I think everyone is uh, is is so excited about the result but no one's had a chance to actually um, compile the numbers yet but yeah needless to say we, we will deal with this in the week um, but Maritoji's turnovers were high so to, to go back to your question of player of the match I think maybe Maro I think Anthony Watson is, is definitely in with a shout but it's always difficult to unless you score you know a, a hat trick of tries or something it's always difficult for a winger to be seen as as involved as some of the key men particularly with a turnover count like that and and that was ultimately key you know start of start starving New Zealand of possession and territory was those turnovers so Curry, Underhill, Itoje one of those three all of them yeah. give, give it to give it to all give it to the to the pack give it to the 15 it, the 23 give, I don't care give it like you say give it to the pack for me I, yeah it, to me it had to be I thought Watson was meant, but it had to be Marrow or Underhill. I would only just about go Underhill, and that's because I thought the impact his tackles made on the game overall were huge. That when he smashed back um, Bowden Barrett and the ball dropped, that that was just massive. That was such a key. I mean, oh. I think we'd probably won the game. No, well, no, the game do you know, I, I, it, it didn't. It, it, it never against a team like New Zealand. It can never feel done until you know there isn't enough time left in the clock for them to score what what's necessary because they're capable of doing some pretty special things. Um, so, so for me, it was tender hooks until probably three or four minutes to go, which is which is probably a disservice to England and, and what they did. But that's just that's just that little niggling feeling in the back of your head that's like, what if it all went horribly wrong? Um, but yeah, that that hit was huge. I, just just generally the way England played, you know, so often we've seen England kind of sit back and go, "Let's protect a score," and yeah. and I felt that what was key about this was that they didn't do that, 
And that was ultimately key against a team like New Zealand as well, because by continuing to attack, by continuing to put pressure on them, it didn't leave room. You know, England's defence probably could have handled it if they decided to sit back. But you're just giving New Zealand chance after chance after chance if you do that. Uh, instead, England can continue to attack. They continue to be aggressive. And it just meant that the opportunities for New Zealand were, were sparse. And when they did get them, England dealt with them defensively. Yeah. Yeah, they were sparse. And we, I mean, if we'd nailed the All Blacks, great. I, I don't care. But um, we could have easily nailed the All Blacks. Like you say, it was one silly mistake. The All Blacks capitalised it. And the All Blacks capitalised on everything. Uh, and, and we only gave them one try. They didn't look like scoring other points either. Yeah, okay. There was I've, never a I've found some stats for you, Dan. So the World, the okay. World Cup page has found some stats. So England actually, so territory, 62%. Possession in the, uh, was 56%. 62 in the first half, but we, we kind of knew that. Um, scrums, you know, everyone was 100% successful on their own scrums. The line-outs, England... No, eight. no, no, no. Didn't we turn New Zealand scrum over once? No. Oh, damn it. We won a penalty from from one of our own scrums. Okay. We possibly should have turned it over, but uh, they were given a lifeline, I think. Um, but the line-out was key. Obviously, one of those... We 18 out of 20. 90% success. One of those uh, was... Yeah, it was like, unfortunate. It got stolen these things happen the other one obviously was the the error and it it looks like that maybe was tom curry just i don't know whether it was just a timing issue and he didn't quite realize the the ball's coming in and it, there was confusion and Mara just didn't get lifted high enough so it looked like a massive overthrow but actually it was probably absolutely dead on but they forgot to get Mara up there in time um yeah. and obviously it resulted in a try it was disappointing but um yeah 18 out of 20 i mean you know they were nine out of 11 so they only lost two as well um, but yeah, if you're going to give yourself 20 lineouts and you're backing your set piece, that is 18 times England, you know, winning their set piece and, and giving them a platform, uh, which is massive. Uh, discipline: England conceded six penalties. How many? How many were New Zealand? Twelve. Eleven. So yeah, eleven. It, I mean, I think the general rule is you've got to keep it in single figures, yeah. isn't it? Um, I mean, eleven's not bad, but it's too many. It's at least at least two too many. Um, we forced we forced them into penalties, and I think there were more. And I also think New Zealand got away with quite a few forward passes. Yeah, there were there were three or four times. Not that that not that that matters or is a major issue, but we dominate. We bossed that game, and it was just an absolute joy to watch. Turnovers, because that's the stat we've been waiting for. Yeah, um, that's sixteen turnovers for England, five for New Zealand. Wow, sixteen turnovers yeah. is too much to concede. And eleven of and eleven of them, eleven of them in New Zealand's half. Oh my goodness! We, so, yeah, yeah. And like like you say, we missed point. Like also with uh, with the likes of uh, Elliot Daly. When I say he missed that kick, like, you know, you got to feel for him. That's a to get that kick would be ridiculous. So yeah, um, I, I, yeah, true. I mean, he, to be fair, he he ha- he gave it what it needed he just he was just left likewise with George Ford with the penalty you know he gave it what it needed it was just off uh, only, only narrowly missed and then obviously the drop goal I'm, I'm putting down as a miss as well I've got, you've got to put them all down as misses Dan 42-0 yeah, 42-0 you've, you've got to put them all down as misses I mean, um, don't get me wrong I'm incredibly happy with 19-7 but uh, yeah 42-0 can you imagine well, well so, so 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 what now what now what, what do 
what what do we want to see? Not not next week. We'll go through next week. What do we want to see what from the England camp? <laughs> I want to see them have a party. You know, uh, yeah. I, well, look, I think the question is, there were a few little niggles for people today. Johnny May, obviously yes. coming off a bit of a limp. Um, he was up and about, you know, a bit of ice on his leg. Do we think that's... Is that something to be concerned about? And I guess the question I've got for you is, did today Johnny May obviously take a knock and Anthony Watson taking a few hits? Does that send a message that perhaps having two 13s on your bench and one starting is overkill? And, and maybe you need to be thinking about having um, a bit more of a utility player who can cover kind of, uh, I, I would say at least the back three. Um, you know, you know that you've got Daly who can move to the wing, so he can cover wing. So you probably want someone who can cover fullback in in some way or another. Um, obviously, that's difficult when I don't think McConaughey's the answer, so you probably don't go down that route. Yeah. So maybe you're saying that you know, Daly and Watson are your fullbacks. So therefore, you've got to have a winger, really. So at least one of those, I think, has to be wing. So but, do you go yeah, Big but... Joe? Is Jack Noll fit? I mean, obviously, that, he's, he's the answer if, if he's fit. fit. Yeah, if, if he's fit, he's the answer. Um, he wasn't fit for this game. I don't know how serious it is. Um, it's a big call to have him basically out for the entire World Cup and then bring him in for the final and someone lose their place, though, isn't it? You've got to feel if that is the case and that happens for either either Henry Slade or JJ. Yeah, yeah, you, you do feel for both them because I thought both did well when they came on. I actually thought Slade... So I think Slade adds quite a lot when he comes on. Um that was lovely. That was lovely. I mean, his um, arm his arm just sort of withered in the hit. So, you know, when you got the right angle, you could see that he clearly did try to wrap, but his arm just got absolutely crunched. But um, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was a little testy. It was a little like, mm, don't go and get yourself binned just as England are starting to take control of this one, please, Henry. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would have been... That would have been annoying. That would have been a pain in the ass. But he didn't. Uh, he played well. He came on. He made a difference. JJ can always make a difference. Um, I guess my concern, Johnny May going off. Uh, is Johnny May, what state is Johnny May in? Well, we, we need to understand that. When we find that out, I think that dictates who plays. Because if Johnny May is injured and you start with, uh, say you start with Jack Null for argument's sake, then I probably would keep Slade and Joseph on the bench. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because they can go on the wing, but I think they can. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily... I, Do you not think you need yeah. to have a winger? Or... Well, I think JJ can be a winger. And yeah. I think JJ can be a great winger. He's got the, I know um, he's got the gas, but is, you reckon he's got the finishing ability? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he does. Um I, I think he, he's not as strong as a Watson or a Johnny May, and, and both of them are key. Watson is just, he's, he's got to be the best winger in the world right now. Oh, he's looking naughty. Um, he's looking naughty. Just uh, another quick one about the turnovers. So two for Farrell, two for Underhill, three for Atoje, and two for Curry. Two for Farrell. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, no, I, I, and one for Ford. One for Ford, lovely. Wilson got one. Yeah. When, when, Billy when got I saw one. Wilson on the, when I saw Wilson on the sideline coming on, I knew we'd won. I was just like, he's not going to let anything pass. 
Um, that I, I just knew when he came on, and then within a minute or so, he gets that amazing turnover, which that basically was. put an end to any last minute. But that, know, that's exactly impose. that's exactly it, isn't it? In that last twenty minutes, you know, all the commentary was talking about, oh, this is it's the last twenty minutes. This is where games are won and lost. And you're thinking, well, okay, but England are winning, um, and it was those. It was that ability to to just never give up. Um, and the likes of Wilson coming on and going, look, I may only be on for 20 minutes, but I'm going to do what's needed too. And just going in, yeah, first first involvement in the game, massive turnover, just as New Zealand were getting up a bit of a head of steam. Penalty, clear clear the lines, win the line out. England have another go, waste another, you know, five, six minutes being aggressive. Um, and then possibly a penalty and three points. I can't remember how it went from that point onwards. But, you know, it was just it was just denying New Zealand the opportunity to get to really get going and it was crucial yeah it was it was my god that was i feel exhausted it's midday and i'm absolutely exhausted i might even have an i might even have an afternoon napsies uh yeah i don't think i can buzzing buzzing Exactly. Once the adrenaline wears off, it would be time to just lay down, cuddle up with the dog, and put on some. Uh, put Mike, on some. Michael Bublé. Well, I, I, I was thinking putting on a replay of uh, England versus New Zealand 2019 World Ooh, Cup semi-final. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'll see if I can dig that out. <laughs> yeah. I, think it, um, I think I've got it recorded somewhere. Uh, that would be that would be a good one to watch. Uh, well, look, in that case, let's let's leave it there. Let's let this properly soak in we're going to have to bring two episodes next week i think probably another look at this one. Oh, we definitely need to be yeah um, we will be tuesday thursday and then the big one and then the big one on saturday uh we're going to need to obviously look at the other semi-final and see and see how that pans out and and we don't know yet because that's not playing play till tomorrow so we'll deal with that i think on tuesday um but guys yeah this is Certainly as far as the World Cup is concerned, it could be the last chance to get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. Let us uh, know any questions you've got, any ideas for these next few episodes. Um, and, uh, and obviously, yeah, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Um, and just, yeah, join in this conversation. That's what this is all about. We're on Twitter, at England Rugby Pod. We're on Facebook as well, but uh, Twitter is the, uh, the ideal platform. If you want to email us, it's englandrugbypod at gmail.com. Um, and we will uh, obviously read out your comments and questions and things and do our best to answer those. Um, but yeah, most importantly, enjoy this win. It is huge. Remember, we've got another big game next week. Uh, enjoy tomorrow as we find out who that will be against. And uh, and tune in all next week um, and, uh, and be ready for the big one on Saturday. <laughs>